Well, well, well. So here we go again. All right, I'm back. It's been a few weeks. Um, had some stuff going on. I'm going to fill you in on all that. I hope everybody's doing well, happy and safe and healthy out there. Uh, this is your first time listening. Thanks for dropping in. My name is Zach, and this is the That's What I'm Screaming podcast. For those of you who have been kind enough to return, thank you. hope you're enjoying it. Um, <clears throat> so I guess it's been three weeks since I've done one of these. And um, after the election and the world being what it is, I decided to uh, get into some escapism and um, chill out from my normal habits of really 100% paying attention to what's going on in the world. And um, I was giving some pretty serious thought as to whether or not I wanted to continue to do the podcast. Um, you know, it's, it's one of those things that I'm not doing it for money and I'm not doing it for a number of listeners or listens, but, um, it's pretty neat. I've watched it grow. Um, you know, I'm happy with the number of people that are listening to, to everything. And it's pretty cool. Um, I guess my thing is that I had to think about why I'm doing this and why I'm doing it. What I figured out is I'm doing it for me. I'm doing it as a way to vent, as a way to talk, as a way to just get my feelings out. And if you want to listen, great. If not, that's okay too. Um, one way I've always enjoyed um, distracting myself from the rest of the things going on in the world is I, I love music. I know I've talked about it a lot on this podcast and I will talk about it more in the future. Uh, my love for music is what my life has been sort of centered on. Everything else revolves around that. Um, I can't imagine being a friend with someone or having someone in my life that is not a fan of music. I just, it doesn't make any sense to me. But um, one thing that I love to do is I love to go down rabbit holes and just totally get myself immersed in, in my favorite artists and bands and musicians and stories that I love from my favorite artists. Now, I'm pretty much a rock and roll fan or rock music fan. Um, I like other stuff too, but that's my center is, is just the stuff that I grew up listening to. Um, I still love it the most. Um, uh, one band that I listen to a lot still now, I've been listening to them a lot in the last couple, two or three weeks, uh, is a band called Blind Melon. And um, for those of you who are close to my age, uh, Blind Melon is a band that came out in the early 90s. Their first album came out in 1992, self-titled album, Blind Melon. Um, the first song that I ever heard off that album and by the band was a song called Tones of Home. I think I heard it around the time the album was released. I instantly went out and bought it and listened to it. And it was mind blowing. Because I'd heard that one song and thought, okay, this is just a, you know, up-tempo, happy, rock and roll band. Um, well, they were a lot more than that. There was some 
incredible ballads on this record. There were different styles of music. There were mandolins, there were harmonicas, there were banjo. There was all kinds of stuff all over this record. And immediately blown away by the lead singer, um, plays acoustic guitar, plays harmonica, writes a lot of the stuff, writes his lyrics. Uh, a guy named Shannon Hoon. And I have been a Shannon Hoon fan since day one. And I've learned a lot about him over the years and um, can relate to him quite a bit. Um, he just, he's one of those special gifted people that comes along once in a lifetime. You're lucky to have known anything about him. I never met the man. Um, did I was fortunate enough to see them. Uh, I saw them in 1993 and it turns out that I saw them the same month in concert that they made their video that shot them to the top. A song called No Rain. Uh, you may not remember the, the title of the song. I know you'd remember the song if you heard it. And the video was just everywhere. It was the little girl dressed up in the B outfit and the band's playing out in the meadow and she runs out and everybody's dancing and singing. It's great. And that song uh, became a top 10 hit. It pushed their album. I think it went top 20. They ended up selling like three or four million copies, and they became rock stars. I mean, they were huge. They toured with uh, Guns N' Roses. They toured with the Rolling Stones. They toured with Robert Plant and Jimmy Page. They toured with Neil Young, Soundgarden, Alice in Chains, Ozzy, all of these bands that I love. So they, uh, they hit the big time. And um, anyway, so I'm a big fan of the band, obviously. And I went into a deep dive and there's a movie that I had been hearing about for about two or three years, that it was a movie that was made about Shannon Hoon, the singer of Blind Melon. Well, it finally came out um, and was released on, I think, well, I only know of one platform in particular. You can actually buy it on YouTube or you can buy it on Amazon Prime. And I bought it on Amazon Prime. Doesn't sound like a big deal, right? I bought it on Amazon Prime. Well, I can tell you this is the first movie online on any platform that I ever bought that particular movie. I've always been, you know, hey, let's see what's on Netflix and Hulu and Amazon and let's see what they got on here for free. And that's what we'll watch. So kind of a big deal for me that I actually bought and paid for this thing. And so um, watching it now, I've, I've owned it for, I guess, two weeks and I'm probably on my fourth or fifth run through it. Um, it's an absolute masterpiece. Uh, it's called All I Can Say, which is part of the opening line to the song No Rain. All I can say is my life is pretty plain. But the movie's called All I Can Say. Um, it was directed by a guy named Danny Clinch, uh, who is a very well-known in photography circles. He's a world-famous, renowned uh, rock and roll photographer. And uh, he met the band through um, shooting them in various times. Uh, they were on the cover of Rolling Stone. Uh, 
<clears throat> excuse me, back in, I think, 93, and he shot that cover. Um, the whole band was naked. It's pretty funny. But um, Danny Clinch did this movie. Now, I don't know his history as a, as a movie creator. I just know him as a photographer. But he did an amazing job on this thing, and it is, it's just a masterpiece. I am a huge uh, watcher of documentaries, and I love watching biographical pics on people that I'm interested in. I go down all that. When I find somebody that I'm interested in that I think they're cool, I want to find out everything I can about them. And uh, so that's why I bought this movie. And it right now, as it stands, it is my favorite documentary or biographical film that I've ever seen. It is absolutely incredible. And um, the premise of this movie, and this isn't any big spoiler, I think uh, anybody can Google and see how it ends. Um, Shannon died on October 21st, 1995, uh, a month after his 28th birthday and three months after the birth of his daughter, Nico, which all of that is sad. He was very young and extremely talented. There's no telling what this guy could have done. Um, but he bought a camcorder, a 90s video recorder, and he literally documented through this video camera the last five years of his life from 1990 till actually the morning that he died. Um, they have the last piece of footage on it, and it was probably two hours before he died is when the film ended. And it's a sad story, and it got a lot of mainstream coverage. Everybody reported on it, you know, rock star overdoses and dies in New Orleans. Pretty typical, right? Just another dead rock star, couldn't keep his shit together. Well, it's it's a little bit more to it than that. Um, yes. Everything I just said was true. He's a dead rock star. and He died of an overdose, but he was so much more than that. And this film really tells that story. And it's absolutely amazing. All of it, the entire film is footage from his camcorder. And it's just the work that Danny Clinch did on this thing to put it all together in the sequence and, and do the timeline the way he did is just absolutely phenomenal. And, um, it also sent me down a different rabbit hole. I've been listening to audiobooks lately, and I found a book. I think it just came out last year um, by a guy named Greg Plato. It's called The Devil on One Shoulder and an Angel on, on Another. And it's about Shannon Hoon and Blind Melon. And it's very well done as well. I highly recommend that if you're into books. Um, yeah, but this movie really hit me because this was a guy that I was a huge fan of, obviously. And um, I see a little bit of myself in him. Now, I can't play guitar like that. I can't write songs like that. And I can't sing like that. But we had some things in common. Uh, we're both uh, more than likely undiagnosed bipolar. I feel that. We also uh, were both class the class clowns of our world. We both grew up in really small towns. And we both have addiction issues. And we both have been accused of being the life of the party during our existences. So 
I relate on that level. And part of this goes back to me doing this podcast, to be honest with you, and my questioning whether or not I still wanted to do it. Uh, the film was a timeline of the last five years of his life. <clears throat> Excuse me. He wanted to document it because his life, he had just moved to Hollywood in 1990, trying to find his big break until 95, till his death. He documented everything because he knew life was moving fast. I'm not going to have time to sit here and let all this soak in. So he wanted to document it so he could go back later and see what he had done. Now there's some stuff in this film that's pretty twisted. Um, it dives hard into drug abuse. Uh, it dives hard into some pretty intense subjects. So it's not uh, casual viewing for, for small children or to sit around and watch as your Sunday family movie time. Uh, it's pretty intense. Um, I have to watch it in 30 minute sections. I watch it for like half an hour and then I walk away from it and come back later. Um, but he used it as a timeline to document his thoughts. He talked to the camera constantly. And one thing he says, he's looking at the camera. I'm talking to you because no one else is here and I love to talk. And that's part of why I'm doing this podcast. So looking back on, I just started this thing during the pandemic. I haven't been doing it very long, but it is, it's serving as a timeline. It's, it's my way of expressing my feelings, but it's also a timeline. You can go back to the first few um, podcasts that I did, and then you can come back to the current ones and you can see where I've actually had a couple of issues that I've changed my views on. So it's a timeline of, of my thoughts and my beliefs and so on and so forth. And one last thing that I feel that I have in common with him was anytime anyone's ever described me, the word intense comes up. You know, I don't just tell you something. I look you in the eye and I'm pretty, uh, pretty passionate about things I say and do. And um, intense used to be an insult to me. I used to think that it was meant to be mean or an insult. And the last several years, I've realized that, at least to me, in my mind, the word intense is a synonym for passionate. Now, I would much rather in my life be accused of being intense and being passionate about my beliefs and my thoughts I would much rather be that way than to be a little quiet little church mouse that just sits back and lets life happen to them. I don't want to be unopinionated. I don't want to be quiet. I don't want to be meek. I want to be passionate. I want to be interested in the world around me. I want to have strong beliefs. I think uh, if everyone lived that way and were more honest about their beliefs, it'd be a much better place. Um, but yeah, that's, that's what I took away from this thing is that uh, I do want to keep doing the podcast and I do want to keep the timeline going. If for no other reason than for myself, so I can look back at myself and say, you know what? You were dumb when you started and you got a little smarter every time 
a podcast went by. So maybe we'll see. So yeah, that's kind of the rabbit hole I've been in. Been listening to a lot of Blind Melon. I've watched that movie now several times. I've actually listened to the book. The book is almost 13 hours listening. I'm almost to the end of my second run through. I wanted to make sure I didn't miss anything. So uh, yeah, those are my recommendations. Uh, the movie is called All I Can Say, and the book is called The Devil on One Shoulder and an Angel on Another. They're both pretty interesting. Um, so what else has been going on? What else am I diving headfirst into? Um, so I went to a doctor visit again this past week. My second in-person visiting visit since I had COVID. Uh, the first visit, I guess about a month and a half ago, they took a whole bunch of tests, a lot of blood, blood out of both arms, um, uh, urine tests. They did all kinds of stuff. And I'm very happy to say that met with my doctor this week and she said all of my blood work was perfect. Everything looked great. She said for my age, for 48 and what I've been through, she's surprised that my platelets look the way they did and my cholesterol is perfect and uh i can stop taking the blood thinners when they run their course here in about three months and my blood pressure looks great so she may start weaning me off of the blood pressure medication which is something that i kind of just had planned on taking for the rest of my life because i figured i would need it but she said maybe not maybe we'll just get you off that too and she said the magical words that i honestly was not expecting to hear she says to me, she says, I don't need to see you for a year. Yay. So I was pretty happy about that. That's good news in my world. Thanks for listening. Um, the other thing that's been going on in my world in the last several weeks, and I didn't really think about it until this morning, is that um, my coworkers haven't really been talking to me very much. Um. I haven't walked into the office hearing someone blaring, you know, political talk radio on their computer at their desk. And I haven't heard really anybody talking about politics in the last couple of weeks. It's been kind of quiet. It's been kind of nice. Um, I think they've all realized that, uh, our commander in chief currently has lost his fucking mind and he's showing himself to what he's really always been. And that is the world's greatest con man and his family are the world's greatest grifters. And um, so they're not talking about it anymore. They're not complaining about the election. They're not complaining about those evil Dems. They're, uh, they're being very quiet. It's kind of nice actually. And I haven't, once um, done any gloating or I haven't said I told you so and I uh, haven't done any of my nanana boo-boos. Um, I've kept to myself. Um, I've kept to myself and not done the whole I told you so and we won bullshit because I don't want them doing that to me at some point. So I feel like it's better just to uh, let that sleeping dog lie. But it's been very interesting um, in my travels here in the Bible Belt. Uh, not as many jacked up redneck pickup trucks with Trump signs flying on them. And 
Everybody seems to have taken down all of their Trump signage out of their yards, and um, things have just quieted down a little bit. Now, I know there's still some diehard white supremacist, racist, homophobe Trump supporters out there that are probably still having meetings in their basement issuing, you know, nunchucks and pocket knives to anybody who wants to fight for the revolution. I'm sure that's still going on, but it's pretty quiet on the old home front here, which is good because um, I had had my fill. Uh, I was tired of hearing about it. Uh, I'd gotten to the point, I didn't care who won the election. Um, I didn't vote for either one, as I've stated before. Obviously, obviously, I think Biden's a much better choice than Donald Trump. And I think Kamala Harris is a much better choice than Donald Trump. And uh, now Pence can go back to his um, whatever Pence does. So, um, yeah, I'm happy about that. And I'm just happy that all the people that have been screaming, because the one thing about Trump supporters is they can't be supportive quietly. They have to be loud and in your face, which is why I think they thought they were going to win, because the people who weren't supporting Trump really weren't jumping up and down and screaming. They were just biding their time. I get it. Biding their time. (laughs) So, um, yeah, it's been quiet on the old workforce field there. It's been great. And um, another thing that's happened, you know, this year, the year of the pandemic has has been hard on anyone who works or has a family with two incomes where maybe they lost one or maybe they lost both because their work had been downsized or eliminated altogether. And um, um, we just passed Thanksgiving. I haven't done a podcast since before Thanksgiving. And one thing I'm thankful for, and I've thought about in the last couple of weeks, is uh, myself and my girlfriend, and my immediate family, my son, my brother, nobody, none of our, none of our jobs have been uh, hurt or affected. Now, my girlfriend's job, considering what she does, has changed a little bit just because, um, just because of the nature of what she does. It's actually made her job a lot busier and a bit more intense. And uh, I was in the office this week and I was going through all of my sales figures for the year. And I've been with a company that I'm with now for 12 years. And I can tell you that this year, the year of the pandemic has been my biggest, most successful year to date. And that's fucking crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Um, I've been so fortunate and so lucky. And it's, and, and I, I, would tell you before the pandemic that I've never felt like luck was a real thing, but the fact that my career and my job has been so over the top and successful this year. And the fact that I survived um, my worst illness ever, maybe it's not a hundred percent luck. There's people out there that need credit for my success and my health, but man, maybe, maybe maybe there's something to this whole luck concept. I'm not going to question it because I don't want to take any chances, but, um, I feel like, um, I've worked hard and it's paid off and, uh, I'm just 
can't help but think about the people that aren't as fortunate. And I'm sorry for, for those of you out there that have lost a job, lost an income, or even lost a loved one during all this. Um, I started this podcast for two reasons. Number one, I always wanted to do it. And number two, um, with all the lockdowns that happened in March and April where I live, it was like, huh. I'm be stuck at home. I might as well do something cool with it. Might as well do something productive. And uh, so this was it. This is what I came up with. So I definitely think, considering everything that we've talked about so far this morning, or I've talked to you about this morning, uh, I definitely want to keep going with the podcast. Um, no real um, huge aspirations or goals. I had some goals in the beginning that I wanted it to grow to a certain extent. I wanted to talk to people on the podcast, maybe do some interviews with people that I was into and um, stuff like that. And I, and I still would like to do those things, but I think just doing the podcast is fulfillment enough at this point. If anything else happens, it's just going to be icing on the cake. Man, cake sounds really good right now. So something else that I've been doing to try to take my mind off of the real world is I've been going back a lot on YouTube and watching old videos, stuff that um, from like the 1980s MTV stuff and documentaries about people and, and so on. But here in the last week or so, I've really gone back and watched some stuff from MTV, the old Jackass show and Viva La Bam. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking that stuff was absolutely ridiculous. And you're right. It really was. Uh, those guys have definitely paid the price. Their bodies are pretty well beat up. Um, Johnny Knoxville, Steve-O, Bam Margera, great to watch. And, 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 you know, I grew up kind of in that music skater lifestyle, so I could relate to these guys a little bit. Some of the stuff they did, I can honestly say I grew up doing – similar stuff with friends and family. So um, it's kind of neat to go back and and watch it. And as a matter of fact, just last night, my girlfriend and I were watching it with her son. He's he's a teenager now. And uh, I think he was a little bit appalled by it. I don't think he'd ever seen anything like that before. And my girlfriend made a comment that was very true that you could not put out content like that today. I don't think you could come out with Jackass today. I don't. I don't think you can. I don't think you come out with Viva La Bam. I don't think you could do those things on a new TV show. I think it would be canceled out pretty quick. Um, and there's other stuff out there too. I think I may have mentioned it on a previous podcast. Like, like you could not make any of the Mel Brooks movies right now. You could never make Blazing Saddles again. Oh no, you, you would be crucified, literally crucified. Um, so that's been kind of neat to go back and dig into that. And, uh, Steve O's got a really good podcast that he's been doing now. I think for just a couple months, it's called the wild ride with Steve O. It's really good. He's had some great guests on and that guy's really smart. It's hard to believe that Steve O is smart, but he really is. And Johnny Knoxville is smart too. He's made quite the career for himself. He's done really well. And he's really bright. Now, Bam Margera, 
I'm not so certain how bright Bam Margera really is. But he's fun to watch. He was a great skateboarder back in the day. Um, yeah, those guys were entrepreneurs. I mean, they really were. Before the age of social media, those guys were the original social entrepreneurs. They gave the public what they wanted, no matter how bad it hurt. And they made millions of dollars doing it. And that's what people do now on Instagram and stuff. They they put on a face that they think will sell, and, and it does. And people are very successful. And I'm jealous because I haven't come up with my brilliant idea yet to make people watch me and, and make millions of dollars. Maybe I'm too old. Maybe I'm past it. But, um, no, I've been watching a lot of that stuff, and it's pretty funny. Some of it's hard to watch, I have to admit. But, um, yeah, you can never do that again. Those days are gone. Those days of... Uh, Public humiliation and uh, public suffering are gone. Uh, you will be canceled. Cancel culture will find you. So the irony of all of it is pretty funny. Um, we went from a world that um, we could hit each other in the nads with sledgehammers to now you can't make a comment about someone's hairstyle without it becoming a political issue. I mean, you know, it's the truth, right? But, yeah, I've been doing that, too. I have tried hard to stay away from uh, a lot of the stuff that I've gotten too deep into. I've gotten really deep into politics leading up to the election. I've gotten really deep into um, – I was coming home every day with a headache because I was letting this stuff get to me. I was letting my coworkers get to me. And so on. And some funny stuff has actually happened since the election that now I can look back and laugh almost like a jackass episode. How funny is it how quickly Fox News has turned on Trump and how quickly Trump supporters have turned on Fox News? Holy shit. I mean, it is amazing the turnaround on that. The irony of it. Books will be written about that. There will be documentaries made about how quick that switch was flipped. I mean, it is unbelievable. My One of my coworkers actually said that he told his kids if they put it on Fox News again, he was going to throw the TV out the window. <laughs> it's funny. I love seeing people lose their shit over stuff like that. And I got to the point where I was losing my shit over stuff like that. I'm not very proud of that. I would rather go back to the carefree fuck you attitude that I've always had. Because to me, that's what it's all about. Just the ability to look at stuff that's stupid and just say, you know what? Fuck you. Fuck it. It's stupid. You're stupid. You can't call anybody stupid anymore. Now, all of a sudden, it's some kind of political... Um, political act to call somebody dumb or stupid or, you know, that's the world we're, we're headed towards where you can't even point out when somebody's wrong, right? You can't do it. You can't do it because the other side will shut you down. You cannot point out when someone makes a mistake or when somebody's wrong. You can't do it anymore. Game over. I guess that's why you can't watch Jackass now because 
that was full episodes of bad judgment and mistakes being made. Um, so, yeah, I guess it all comes around full circle, trying to get away and distract myself from the craziness of the world brought me back to the craziness of the world. So there it is. I, um, I'm hoping moving forward that we're going to start seeing some positive stuff going on rather than everything being so negative. There's a Instagram page that I follow. It's called tanks. Good news. You should check that out every day. He posts positive stuff and happy stuff and people doing good things and, you know, stuff that makes you smile and fills your heart up with joy. It's good. I think that we need more of that. Tanks. Good news. Instagram. Good stuff. Um, but yeah, I think uh, moving forward, I want to see some positivity in the world. Even if it's manufactured, <laughs> I don't care. Um, apparently, the vaccines are going to start rolling out any minute. Um, it'll be a long time, I think, before I will have access to one. Um, I've had COVID. So they're probably counting on me having some antibodies. So I'm going to be last on the list to get the vaccine. Uh, hopefully it is successful and it is accurate and they haven't rushed this thing to market without crossing all the T's and dotting all the I's. I don't want to hear about people's limbs falling off in 10 years because they got the coronavirus vaccine. And I hope it is a true coronavirus vaccine because the history of this thing goes back to the 60s. The original coronavirus was just discovered in the 60s, and COVID is just this year's latest model. You know, um, I hope that this vaccine will cover all of the corona. Corona, bleh. you know what I'm trying to say. Sorry, coffee. I hope it does more than just be a vaccine for just this singular COVID 19, is what I'm trying to say. So, um, yeah, that's positive news moving forward, and I hope it works, and I hope they get it to all of the frontline workers. And when I say frontline workers, obviously medical workers, healthcare workers, but also the people out there in our world that um, put their own safety on the back burner to take care and protect us, the police, the fire department, the EMTs. Uh, all of these people that risk their life every day, whether it's uh, COVID or not, they should definitely get first and early access. Uh, elderly people, obviously, people with underlying conditions, obviously. Now, I had COVID and I had a bad case, but I didn't have any underlying conditions. And my doctor confirmed that. You know, all the stuff that I'm being treated for now was, she said, caused by COVID. So, um, it's a flip of the coin. There's no rhyme or reason for any of it, but I hope that uh, these vaccines are accurate and substantial, and I hope they protect the people that protect us and the elderly people. You know, I would much rather see my mother get a vaccine before I do. Um, she's She'll be 70 next month. Holy moly. Yeah, um, I hope she gets it first. I hope, uh, I hope all the old people get it. They've earned the right. You know, they've lived a life. They've been productive citizens of our society and they deserve the right to be taken care of. 
That's one thing I've always said about our society. Old people and children should be taken care of first because generally they're either helpless or they've paid the dues. So, yeah, let's protect them first. And then I think we need to, I think I would rather see, you know, kindergartners get it before I get it. Maybe that'll help them live a long, healthy life. I've been very fortunate. I've had a pretty relatively good, healthy life. And uh, my doctor told me this week, you know, keep doing what I'm doing. Don't change a thing. Just keep doing what I'm doing. And that's what I'm going to do. But I'm pretty fortunate. Uh, I'm 48 years old, and I know a lot of people my age that have every health issue you can think of. Some of it was self-induced. Some of them, you know, they didn't take care of themselves. They had a poor diet and so on and so forth. But I'm very fortunate, and I would rather see everyone around me get vaccinated before I do for that reason. But, um, yeah, positivity should be the word of 2021 because we've damn sure had enough negativity. Um, This election political bullshit, which is totally uncalled for. There's no fucking reason at all for this many stupid people having that much power and control. There's no fucking excuse for that. We should be ashamed of ourselves for letting it get that out of hand. And now we got to fix it. Now we got to go back and correct it. And we'll probably overcorrect it in the other direction. So, you know, who knows? But the one positive thing that I want to see in 2021 is something that is being voted on right now by the House on the federal level. And the governor of my state is putting it out to vote on at our state level. And that is for the legalization of recreational use cannabis. I think that would be the most positive thing that can happen behind a vaccine. If we can get a vaccine and legalize cannabis, I think we would be well on the road to a grand recovery. And I would also like to see everybody start smoking cannabis or eating edibles and stop drinking so much. Alcoholism has just been insane, and I'm guilty of it too. It's been insane since the pandemic started. It's definitely only causing harm. There's nothing positive coming from any of that. But I would love to see everyone start partaking in cannabis and get away from alcohol. The world would be a safer, happier, healthier place. All right, I'm going to get down off of this soapbox and stop preaching. I should have been a preacher. Maybe I should start like a cannabis church or something. That would be fucking cool. Anyway, thanks for listening. I hope you got something out of it. hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Feel free to reach out to me, please. Um, Send me an email. Let me know what you think. Let me know what you loved about it, what you hated about it, if you want to talk about it. The email address is that's what I'm screaming podcast at gmail.com. No punctuation, no capital letters, just that's what I'm screaming podcast at gmail.com. You can hit me up on Instagram. It's T W I S podcast on Instagram. Thanks. Have a great day because that's what I'm screaming.